0: VGRT Gaming Podcast, episode 636, recorded on January 18th, 2022.
1: 36th edition of the TV Gaming Podcast and 469th episode of Video Game Roundtable. I am TJ
0: Denzer. I'm Scott Dirk. And I am Jonah Falcon.
1: The BGRT Gaming Podcast focuses on game news from around the industry.
0: You know, you know. Um, yesterday um, felt like we're going to have a slow news week again. The only real news was that Sony decided instead of trying to make PS5s they would hold out by making more PS4s, which I don't know what the messaging on that is.
2: <laughs> there was also, I think, an article on how they took out a copyright for backwards compatible for PS1. Yeah, we're going to be games. talking about that. So oh, okay.
0: Don't worry about that. We're going to be talking about it.
2: it. It does seem weird to me because I don't know how they would have chips for PS4 and not PS5 because I'm sure they need chips for both. Console, so I don't understand why one is easier than the other. I mean, here's the
0: thing: backwards compatibility on the Xbox uh, One and Series X, it's um, emulation. And basically, what you're doing is you put in the disc or you download the game. It's not the original game. It's just downloading an uh, a um, an emulated version of that. Mm Mhm. So you know, it's no different than say I pop in a disc on the Xbox. For a, uh, I don't know, a Super Nintendo game, and it's playing the Super Nintendo game. It's not backwards compatibility. It's just emulation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today something big happened. We're not even going to deal with what you've been playing, unless there's anything that you really want to talk about what, that you've been playing.
2: No, it's fine.
0: DJ, is there anything magnificent that you've been reviewing?
1: Uh, I, I can't talk about it yet. It'll be a, uh, it's, it's got a little bit of uh, embargo on it yet. Oh well, there I'll you go. So
0: seen. it's uh, so we can we can push that off next week. So um yeah, uh, our first game news item is Microsoft spends over 70 billion dollars in buying Activision Blizzard. That's a lot of money. 70 billion dollars. <laughs> On Tuesday, Microsoft said it's buying video game publisher Activision Blizzard for almost 69 billion dollars, a price that would narrowly eclipse the richest US tech deal in history. In 2016, Dell purchased EMC for $67 billion. Uh, the JDS, uh, SDL deal came next, followed by MBA, IBM's $34 billion acquisition of Red Hat, which closed in 2019. Oh, great job spending there. Uh, Microsoft still has win, win approval from Activision shareholders and, more importantly, from regulators. Two mega deals in the semiconductor industry, NVIDIA's a- attempt to buy ARM and AMD's agreement to purchase at Zelenix, have both been held up in regulatory review for over a year. For Microsoft, the purchase price is more than double what the 47-year-old company has ever paid. Its top previous acquisition was LinkedIn in 2016, which cost over $26 billion. The planned acquisition includes iconic franchises from Activision and Blizzard and King Studios like Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and, of course, Candy Crush. (laughs) In addition to the global esports activities through Major League Gaming, uh, the company has studios around the world with nearly 10,000 employees. Bobby Kotick will continue to serve as CEO of Activision Blizzard, and he and the team will maintain their focus on driving efforts to strengthen the company's culture and accelerate business growth. Yeah. Uh, once the deal closes, Activision Blizzard's business will report to Phil S- uh, Spencer, CEO of Microsoft Gaming. So, you know, when, when Phil recently said, I think it was last week, that um, he was going to change his tack about how to talk, how to, you know, deal with Activision Blizzard, I don't think anybody... Really understood what he meant was, yeah, uh, I'm going to take it over for myself. <laughs>
2: yeah, nobody, nobody saw this coming. I was, I was quite surprised when I saw this headline. Um, but my very first thoughts were uh, of a uh, of IPs that have been long since owned by Activision and dormant, hibernating in a shelf, collecting dust and cobwebs, are the Sierra franchise games. Well, um, here's the thing. Uh,
0: let's. See um like Zenimax uh actually you know <laughs> Zenimax only uh, cost 6 to 7 billion dollars now we're and now we're seeing that it was actually just a bargain <laughs> um so the companies that that are included in this are Activision, Blizzard Entertainment, King Digital Entertainment, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob um Toys for Bob is known for doing those remasters of, I think it was Spyro and, and, um, oh dear God, I can't believe I forgot the, name. uh, you know, the running dress thing. <sighs> Jesus Christ. They just, oh, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Treyarch. And of course, and this is going to set, and this will probably set TJ's heart aflutter. flutter. Microsoft has effectively bought Vicarious Visions.
1: Yeah, it would be nice to see if they, uh, they they it would be nice. Well, it would be nice to see them under an appreciative studio that just doesn't put them to work on something else that doesn't have anything to do with *Vicarious Visions*.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. Sony has Blue Point, which basically does remasters as well. They were the ones who remastered um, *Demon Souls* and some other games for them. Vicar- I know *Vicarious Visions* can do things other than remasters, but I know that. TJ's love of Tony Hawk 1 plus 2 cannot be underestimated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I also just happened to think it was a waste of them to shove them onto Diablo 2 because of... I know. I think it was a waste of Vicarious Visions to shove them onto that so that... I mean...
0: It's a trickier game than you think. Although I will say, you know, Tony Hawk 1 plus 2 is also tricky because didn't they not have to work from scratch with that game? Sure, but if uh,
1: Blizzard just knew how to handle its own shit, then Vicarious with Visions could have been working on Tony Hawk three plus four.
0: Um we'll see what Microsoft tells them. I, I, here's, here's no, Microsoft's, I we've we've already seen what Microsoft's MO is with these with these developers. Microsoft goes to them and says, Okay, what do you want to do? Yeah. They just ask like them, a, what do you want to do?
1: <laughs> and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying anything bad against Vicarious Visions or the work it took to did to do Diablo 2 Resurrected. I'm saying that if Blizzard were better at their jobs, then Vicarious Visions wouldn't have had to clean up after them.
0: You no, know, um some other stuff is that this deal is probably going to take until September 2023 to go through. Although, um it took several months for Bethesda to go through, but they still plopped a lot of Bethesda games on Game Pass in the meantime anyway, so it wasn't like you know, so you can have the immediate benefit. Um, it's also amusing to say Bobby Kotick will be serving as the CEO of Activision Blizzard as they because blah 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 yeah whatever. Now, the state of California will will decide on that because <laughs> remember the state of California is still investigating Kotick and, and other people on that board, and he might be removed far longer than it does to take um to sale to for the sale to go through. And you know when you have someone like Marcus Notch Person and you just escort him off stage, that's probably what's going to happen to Bobby Kodak. I mean, Microsoft's going to quietly escort him off stage as soon as they possibly can.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I hope that's the case. And it's it's a bittersweet thing, because he's probably going to get away with a boatload of money.
2: He's going to get a golden parachute.
0: I don't think so, though. Like I said, it's the state of California will make things rough on him. He. He may get a golden parachute, but he may need it because it's a lawsuit from the state of California. And that's not including all the individual lawsuits that may come out of this as well.
1: I've said it several times today. If I had my way, if I was Phil Spencer, I wouldn't fire Bobby Kotick. I would uh, transfer his position to head bathroom attendant. (laughs) I would keep him in a position that makes him so miserable that he quits of his own volition.
0: Uh, One thing we know about Microsoft is that they're very serious about corporate culture. There are things that pop up with them, but they always deal with it immediately, you know. So I'm pretty sure a lot of the employees at Activision Employers are going, thank God, (laughs) thank God we're we're out of codec's shadow. And it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Here's the interesting thing that we have to see that I hadn't thought of. What are they going to deal with this China bullshit? Because that's been something that Activision Blizzard has has been like Disney and just kissed China's toes and begged for China's money. Microsoft comes in and says, we're a $2 trillion company. We don't need your money, China. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with that. Um.
1: <clears throat> this leaves a lot of questions up in the air, though. Like, it... For, Phil Spencer already answered one. They're they're not going to necessarily go exclusive with some of the biggest IPs they have. Like, there would be so many butt hurt Call of Duty players if there was suddenly an exclusive Call of Duty. Um, and Did I think Call the of same. Duty, uh, go
0: free to play recently.
1: Um, Warzone is, but the but the prime but the the main like multiplayer and campaign Call of Duty experiences are still
0: premium. Um, I think it's gonna go. No, it's gonna become exclusive. Trust me, because no what way. Microsoft if wants you, to do. Here's the thing, it's not about buying an Xbox console. It's about getting Game Pass, and you don't sure. need a Microsoft Xbox console to do Game Pass. You don't even need a console at all. You don't even need a PC at all in some cases. You know, yeah. just get your your uh, Android and slap the uh <laughs> slap the uh, Razer controller on it, and boom, you're playing. Counterpoint.
1: Yeah. You know, Call of Duty Vanguard is one of the most downloaded games on both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, and you would be cutting off a limb to lose that. Like even if you do put it on Game Pass, I don't know if I don't know if if uh, if it does anyone any good to cut off that level of sales.
0: We'll see. Here's the thing: Call of Duty is not Minecraft. Yeah, sure. but it's still
2: money. I mean, yeah. I don't think they're going to be like, oh, we don't want PlayStation owners' money. <laughs> well, here's the thing.
0: Um, Minecraft was – how much was it bought for? It was bought for a couple billion dollars. I don't think the Call of Duty uh, license is, is is worth a couple billion dollars. Besides which, um, like I said, this is not uh, this is not something – this is not a bridge that Microsoft has to cross until 2023.
1: Right. I also think you would. I also just think you would lose out by not allowing Crash Bandicoot to live on both Switch and PlayStation. No, I, I don't mean, think. I mean, if I don't do think people are gonna Crash say, Bandicoot. "Oh my
0: God, Crash Bandicoot's not on PlayStation." Oh, dear God, I'm. Uh, that's it. I don't. I can't. I. I mean, I would because it's a. It's a PlayStation title. Well, you know, there's something called Steam, and Microsoft. Here's the other thing. Um, one of the ways that Microsoft has been getting around the fact. Saying, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a monopoly. No, they're selling their games on Steam, which is a competitor, you know? Think of me as the conduit
1: for the typical PlayStation fan. I don't want to play, I don't want to play Crash Bandicoot. I don't want to play Crash Bandicoot on on, uh, Steam. I want to play it on my PlayStation with my PlayStation controller.
0: And here's what Microsoft would tell Sony. Hey, Sony, how about having Game Pass on the PlayStation?
1: We'll see about. I mean, maybe, but like, that's not there yet.
0: Yeah, but let's uh, let's get away from Sony for a second. Think about this right now. If you own Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you now have access to EA Play and Activision Blizzard. hmm That's mind blowing.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of possibilities here that could also happen. Like, I don't know. Like, do you end up having? A, do I suddenly have Game Pass to go with my World of Warcraft subscription, or do I suddenly have World of Warcraft subscription to go with my Game Pass?
0: I, you um, know, ooh, that's a good idea. Well, here's the thing. If they may, here's the thing. Uh, uh, Game Pass Ultimate is 15 bucks a month, and I believe War uh, World of Warcraft is 15 bucks a month. I don't see any reason why they won't say, yeah, if you have one, you have the other. Or actually, well, um, your World of Warcraft, guess what? You now have Game Pass. You're now spending 50, $15 a month if you have this subscription. Remember, World of Warcraft is quote-unquote now free-to-play, although it's not really worth it to play, free-to-play. Um, It's interesting that this news comes a week after LEGO se- uh, decided to take their ball and go home with the Overwatch 2 stuff.
2: Yeah. I wonder if they'll make a deal with uh, Microsoft instead then.
0: Well, they have to. I mean – but here's the thing. Um, I also noticed something similar to this and the Zenimax acquisition. Zenimax was being sued by people because of the Fallout 4 second game pa- – uh, you know, um, season pass thing. So uh, it sounded like Microsoft heard bl- uh, heard bl- uh, smelled blood in the water, and they got a company that was in big, big trouble, especially with the Fallout 76 uh, crap going on and all that stuff. Activision Blizzard, it's in the water, and Microsoft smells blood in the water, and they say, you know what, we can get this cheap.
1: Yes, I do believe that, like, if they, if the constant issues hadn't driven the stock price on Activision Blizzard down so far, this probably wouldn't have happened.
0: And uh, just so you know, um, this—the moment this news was announced, uh, Activision Blizzard's uh, stock jumped up twenty-six to twenty-seven percent. Mm-hmm. In a day that all tech stocks went down like 1% or 2%, including Microsoft, but that that was everybody, all the tech stocks were going down a bit.
1: When, uh, when the one who, in my experience, the one who makes the acquisition, their stock almost always goes down immediate, a little bit immediately after the news.
0: But here's the thing, all tech stocks went down a bit, so it's like Microsoft's stock didn't go down because of this deal.
2: Right. That's the weird part. I expected Microsoft to go up, not Activision. Oh, Microsoft just spent a buttload of money. Yeah.
0: yeah. And oh, by the way, um, I should mention right now, they're spending money. They're not paying for it with stocks. They're not paying for it with any other things. They're buying it straight up cash, homie. Sixty-eight billion dollars into it. Your- mm-hmm. This is not a this is not a stock deal. This is just Microsoft saying we're buying your stock at ninety dollars per. And uh, I'm pretty sure the stockholders are pleased because <laughs> they, because uh, the moment Microsoft bought them, the stock went up. Uh, the only th- the only barrier is that unlike Zenimax, Activision Blizzard has a lot is an in- is more a more international company, and they have a lot more hands in the pies and everything. That's why it's going to take so long because there's multiple countries that this has to get okayed by. And I'm pretty sure Microsoft is deft enough to be able to get it through.
1: Yeah, I think the FTC is probably going to chase after them on this one for at least a little bit.
0: Yeah, but like I said, they can easily prove, you know, or, or there's not a monopoly because you can buy it on Steam, you know, and anybody who gets an Xbox Game Pass account can play it and they don't even need to own a uh, a console. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's the thing. I think this is the best thing that could have happened to Activision Blizzard, to give them an out, to have... Um, Microsoft come in and clean their business and say, "Okay, get out. It's going to be interesting to see who leaves Blizzard now. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this comes a day after um, the Wall Street Journal announced that Bobby Kotick had been hiding, uh, had been had been suppressing all the news about uh, not news, but, you know, reports of misconduct, you know, in the past couple of months 44 people have been fired and 37 had been given uh you know administrative punishment the the money
1: shot is in a bloomberg article which claims and i quote kotick initially didn't want to sell according to another person familiar with the talks and also put the word out to see if any other company would outbid microsoft But at that point, Kodak had little leverage with his board amid the ongoing public scrutiny
0: at the company. Here's the thing. Uh, Sony can't buy this kind of thing. uh, Microsoft is a $2 trillion company. Yeah. And Sony is not. And um, the only two people who could have done it is Google and Amazon. Amazon already has a deal with Ubisoft. They could have done a deal with Activision Blizzard, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. this reminds me. Um, did you watch the uh, history of Xbox uh, documentary? Um, I have not. So in 2001, Microsoft needed a partner to make the hardware because they had no idea how to do console hardware. So they tried to buy Nintendo in 2001, and, uh, Ninten- yeah. and the Nintendo laughed in their face. So I mean, but it worked out because guess what? <laughs> Nintendo has Ori. They have Cuphead. <laughs> They have oh geez, uh, what was the name of the game? Uh, Zoo Tycoon, you know. Microsoft makes games, uh, makes games, and say, hey, Nintendo, here's some nice games you might enjoy. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I also showed, uh, sent you an article about how funny the conversation would be with uh, Phil Spencer and Doug Bowser about <laughs> Microsoft buying Nintendo. <laughs> there's
1: a, there's word out. There's Nintendo has a very specific document relating to acquisitions of the company. And long story short, it goes on to it pretty much says we are never going to do a, we are never going to allow someone to acquire us unless, quote unquote, it is very much within our interests.
0: Like I said, um Microsoft cares like, less about the hardware now and they care more about you doing the Game Pass. They just announced they have now 25 million subscribers for Xbox Game Pass.
1: Right, but that is to say that Nintendo, like the the sticklers in Nintendo Japan, likely won't ever sell the company unless they have everything to gain from it.
0: Here's the thing: um, every time, ta- ever since he died, oh god, I forgot his name, Satoru Iwata, mm-hmm. and then Reggie Fils-Aime left. Um, see, Nintendo was struggling when it was the business people who were running it. And Iwata was a was a, a, a software person, a creator, and uh, Reggie Fizames and him had the uh, Blue Ocean strategy in which whatever the, whatever other people were doing, they were going to do something different, which is why you had the Wiimotes and all that stuff, you know. And now the corporate is back in hardware mode, you know. I mean business mode, you know, like business think. And there's been a lot of questionable decisions being made. You know, people have been a bit upset with Nintendo lately. So it'll be interesting to see if at some point Nintendo thinks, you know what, it's it's easier just to sell, you know. And hypothetically, if Microsoft were to buy Nintendo, they would just say, okay, do what you need to do. We don't care. Just just make it, you know. Make games for everybody. <laughs> Um, I doubt it's going to happen, but, you know, there's always that chance. Because um, Microsoft could actually buy Sony if they wanted to. But here's the thing. Uh, Sony makes them a lot of money because Sony is – they have an agreement with Sony for their cloud, their cloud network, you know, and all these other things. And you really need competition in the the first place.
1: Right. And – there's a lot of talk going on today as for what does Sony do with this. The common conception, and I think we're I gonna agree, going to be getting again.
0: into um, the one of those things that they that that's actually going to happen. It's, there's no question it's going to happen. It's, it's the thing we're going to be talking about later.
1: Um, let me see here. Oh no, that's not what I was talking about. Um, the the big money is going towards. Sony buys Capcom, and I think I agree with that because Sony because Sony has dove deep into the fighting game community this year with the, with the well they did it last year with the buying of Evo. And here's the thing, and no one and cares so, about
0: Sony buying Capcom. Everybody wants somebody to buy Konami. You're
1: absolutely crazy. No, Capcom is absolutely a bigger deal than Konami. no. I'm saying
0: everybody wants them to buy Uh, wants somebody to buy Konami. Yes. The gaming division. Somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but if Sony has a hold of Capcom going uh, going into the next Evo, then you're talking about the next Street Fighter is a Sony property.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing: when was a, a street, street Fighter ever uh, any any property of Microsoft, really? Um, right. Was, but but it, here's the thing: um, we're, let's talk about esports because it's interesting that Major League uh, see. Activision Blizzard had to deal with Major League Gaming. I think it was through Call of Duty. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that Microsoft was also hot for because Halo is back in the minds of a lot of people, and Microsoft wants to somehow organically get Halo back into eSports. Because here's the thing. Halo, at its height, came before eSports were a big thing. You know, Halo 2 and Halo 3 multiplayer, that was before – Esports became a big, big uh, money maker, you know, and they they were around too soon. And I think Microsoft wants to get Halo known as, yeah, this is a this this is one of the classic uh, multiplayer games. Come, you know, it should be an esports.
1: Yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens to a lot of Blizzard esports, including Hearthstone and Overwatch and all that jazz. Um, I still think that Sony ends up buying Capcom this year. Um, it would there would be a lot of synergy between those two companies, not just with Evo and Street Fighter, but Monster Hunter, uh, Resident Evil. Those are those are million dollar cash cows, just sitting in the, just sitting in Capcom's regular active roster.
0: Yeah, but they're still not World of Warcraft. They're still not Call of Duty. They're still not Doom. They're still not uh, I would Elder argue
1: Scrolls. That- I would argue that Monster Hunter is just as big, if not bigger, than World of Warcraft. In Japan,
0: Monster well, Hunter's getting big mm-hmm. over here. It's I would not, say. it's not World of Warcraft big. Mm. No, it, it, oh, no, honestly, I think World of are Warcraft. Are you gonna? Is pay, uh, here's dying. a question: Are you gonna pay a subscription for Monster Hunter?
2: Probably I would mean, pay for Monster Hunter before I pay for World of Warcraft.
0: Yeah, but people are paying for subscriptions yeah. for World of Warcraft, and Elder Scrolls is bigger than anything. They haven't. They here's the thing. Ten years on, it's still full price for the most part. Oh, okay. The uh the the game of the year edition. It's like Grand Theft Auto. You know, that those are bigger than big. You know. Um, and let's not forget the mobile aspect here because um, Microsoft probably knows that Mobile is really 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 big, and. That's that. I I don't know what other inroads Microsoft has ever had in the mobile space. I can't really think of anything offhand. They've never um, had their version of Farmville, say.
1: No. And you have the built. Not only do you have King with Candy Crush, you have the built-in uh, Call of Duty Mobile has gotten pretty popular.
0: It's really interesting because um, the other thing about Microsoft is that. One thing that irritated a lot of employees was they would be pulled off their projects to work on Call of Duty you know, and all these things in which employees are pulled off their own projects to work on this. I don't think Microsoft will let that happen. I mean there will still be a lot of people working on Call of Duty, but it's not like they're going to say, okay, everybody focus on one game now. I mean you have to understand. I've spoken to people. This is disheartening. When you're working on a game and all of a sudden someone's hey, look, we have to work on this shooter that you have no passion for.
2: Yeah, that does sound pretty terrible. I mean, I think any time someone's made to work on something that they have no passion for, you can tell, you know, the quality is not there. The the extra mile, you know, isn't put in. They, they just do the bare minimum, and maybe even less, just because they don't care about that project.
0: Although I know if uh, Microsoft bought Arc System Works, uh, TJ's head would explode. (laughs) That would never happen. (laughs) Why would it never happen? (laughs) I just
1: don't think... I don't think Microsoft has enough interest in that, for one. And I don't think Arc System... Arc System Works has been developing their games for PlayStation and PC for the last three generations of their games. I...
0: I, that would be a drastic. Um, that's not entirely true. Dragon Balls. Uh, Dragon Balls was uh, was multi-platform.
1: It was, but it was for primarily on PlayStation.
0: That's not how that works. That's not how multi-platform works. Anyways, um, oh, I'm saying that like it was primarily
1: supported on PlayStation, and what I mean by that is that tournaments, updates, patches, DLC, all hit PlayStation first.
0: It's just going to be see. What, uh, it's just frustrating that you have to wait a year for this. I mean, I'm already having to wait for Starfield. And the only reason why we're waiting for Starfield is because Bethesda wants that stupid 11 11 22 launch date. Mm-hmm. Um, my prediction, by the way, for this E3 is the first gameplay reveal of Elder Scrolls Six. That's my big prediction for E3 and Microsoft. <laughs> Think that happens this year? I feel like that's still a little ways off. They're going to show something. They're going to show something to remind people, hey, we have <clears throat> the Elder Scrolls Six. By the way, and all that. I just, I'm still curious about that Indiana Jones game, whatever it is. Yeah,
2: I, I would like to see that. At least some sort of like, what kind of game is it going to be? You know, which I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a shooter. But I'd like to have. It you never know. I mean, they may, they may go, they may go the. Uh, the
0: tomb Raider route, you know, say, oh yeah. Laura Croftwell, guess who the original tomb Raider was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except unlike Laura, um, Indiana wanted to see in a museum. Laura just smashes things. Oh it's a it's a it's a it's a vase? Oh let me just smash it open. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna move on to the next item. Go ahead, Scott.
2: Okay. Uh all righty. So, City Building RTS The Settlers launches in March, closed beta next week from PC Gamer. After multiple delays, Ubisoft reboot of City Building RTS The Settlers finally has a launch date. The Settlers will release on March 17th, and if you can't wait that long, there's a chance you can participate in a closed beta for a few days next week. After seven Settlers games and several spin offs between 1994 and 2010, the RTS series has had a pretty rough decade. The eighth game in the series was cancelled back in 2014 after a closed beta proved to be a disappointment. And Ubisoft eventually announced a reboot with planned launch date 2019 that was then delayed until 2020 before being postponed once again. At long last, it looks like the Settlers will once again see the light of day. When the Settlers arrive in March, hopefully for sure this time, it'll include skirmish, onslaught modes, as well as campaign mode with storyline, characters and allies to meet, and several different biomes to explore and build upon. The month's closed beta, however, will only cover skirmish mode for 1 versus 1 or 2 versus 2 matches against other players or AI-controlled factions with two maps to conquer.
0: And I, have you ever played the Settlers?
2: No. Okay. It's a city building game, but it is
0: the most chill city. For me, it was. It was a really laid back experience. And it was like a kingdom for Kethlings. You know, it's like you're just building the city and trying to create the systems that allow it to survive. And it was just uh, um, I played the one that came out around 2000. I don't know which one that was. But it was it was such a a, a change of pace from playing Age of Empires, you know, and that it was just, yeah, just build your city first, you know. Oh, here's the here's the uh, farm, now you have to take that grain to the mill, then you have to get the grain, and then you have bread, and then, you know, it's all these systems that you have to balance. And it was so cool doing that balance, because in order to keep on getting better buildings, you had to get things working, and, and it was just, uh, you know, I never played multiplayer in it, so I have no idea how that is. DJ, have you ever played The Settlers? I have not. I'm watching a gameplay
1: video a little bit of gameplay right now. It does look extremely chill.
0: Like I said, it's more about building your people and advancing advancing to the next stuff that you can make. It's sort of <laughs> Sort of Minecraftish in that way, except, you know, this is not an open world where, you know, you just chop things. There's no crafting. There's just creating these systems to, to build your, your sort of thing. And I'm looking forward to it in March. It looks... The, the art
1: design and the character design and the world design make me think of Fable.
0: It does have that softish look, you know, that round look. I don't know mm-hmm. about Fable, but it does, you know... It has a very inviting look to it. It's sort of like you start playing and you play because it just looks so cute and wonderful. And, oh, you finally got this working. I wonder if I can get it to the next thing, you know. I'm mining iron and I managed to make tools. And, oh, maybe I can make, you know, it's just – it's a very deep game. Um, Think of it as a very chill, non-hostile dwarf – what is it called again? Dwarf? You know, what I'm, you know the game. Dwarf Fortress? Yeah, Dwarf Fortress. It's basically a very chill version of Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> Neat. Yeah. Let's move on to the next item. Go ahead, TJ. All
1: right. Split Pad Pro getting the attachment set. There's no shortage of great third party controllers for Nintendo Switch, but the, Split Pad, but, blah, but the Split Pad Pro has long been the best for handheld mode. The only downside to the gamepad, of course, was its lack of compatibility when playing in docked mode. Although, although Hori is fixing that issue later this year with the Splitpad Pro attachment set, arriving on April 4th and retailing for $80, the new product will bundle together the highly-rated Hori Splitpad Pro with a new attachment set that lets you continue to using the gamepad after docking your Switch. When connecting when connected to the attachment set, the SplitPad Pro functions as a full-size wired controller. That includes a mic input port and customizable triggers for accessibility and ease of use. Like the SplitPad Pro before it, the attachment set is officially licensed by Nintendo. The only downside is to the controller it seems to be its wired connection, but that's a small price to pay to get the added functionality in dock mode.
0: I must, you know, here's the thing, for those who don't know, Hori is considered the best a gamepad manufacturer period end of story if you're if you're a fighting game fan you better have a hori pad or else you're not playing
1: <laughs> i uh, might have to follow this because i do not like the uh, the nintendo pro controller i think it's d- it has its d-pad is way too squishy and makes me mad whenever i press in the wrong direction on that thing
2: i there- i, I, I- I like the Pro Controller, but I think I'm gonna add this to my wish list. This looks pretty cool.
1: Yeah, like, do you know what I'm talking about, Scott? The I don't mind using the Pro Controller if I'm if I'm only using the sticks, but if I have to use the D-pad, I would almost rather just use the Joy Cons because I can't stand when it like when I'm pressing on a on that squishy D-pad and it makes it think and the and the controller thinks I'm pressing in a different direction than I'm going.
2: Yeah, that could be very frustrating. I can understand that especially with action games and fighting games where you need to have that precision going mm-hmm. the wrong direction could be fatal.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this is cool. I, uh, I'm i glad to see that... They, if, if the fact of the matter was the only thing keeping it from being more versatile was that it, need, that it, it needed this little attachment to be a, to be played in dock mode, then that's a cool little step up for Mahori to make this happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Split Pad Pro by itself right now costs $50. I I hope they have um, the ability just to get the attachment without having – because they're going to bundle it with the Split Split Pad Pro. I'm going to slap people in Hori for that, for calling it the Split Pad Pro. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure they'll have it. You'll be able to buy it separately. But if you don't already have a, uh, a Split Pad Pro, you might as well get the bundle. Yeah. And one of the other things about Hori is that um, their game pads are built to last.
1: Yes. Hori was – I got. I don't know if I told you all, but I got a fight stick for Christmas. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, <laughs> and it was a Victrix Pro, which is a, also a very, 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 very high-quality fight stick. But if I hadn't got that, I probably would have gone with the Hori Dragon. They have a really, really good uh, – they have a bunch of really good fight sticks, and that's one of them.
0: Okay. So we're going to move on to the uh, last item. PS3 games reportedly appear on the PS5 store, and this comes to us from IGN. Several PlayStation, 3 games were report, re, several PlayStation 3 games were reportedly recently spotted on the PS5 store, causing speculation that the PlayStation 5 could get further backwards compatibility. Uh, VGC reported that yeah, the PS- PlayStation 3 game Dead or Alive 5 was briefly listed with a display price uh, of two, uh, two, uh, £7.99. Pounds where it had been pre- uh, fuck me. VGC reported that the PS3 game Dead or Alive 5 briefly listed a display price of £7.99, where it previously directed users to the PlayStation Now version of the game. Additionally, other users reported similar new listings for the PS3 versions of Bejeweled, as well as the Prince of Persia games, The Forgotten Sands, and The Two Thrones, each with their own individual purchase price. However, none of the games are purchasable at these prices on PS5. At time of writing, IGN could not replicate these findings, which could mean that this was a simple error in the PlayStation 5 store or that this mistakenly, this potentially mistakenly early release has now been fixed. Incidentally, uh, these accidental listings appeared following the discovery of a patent that was filed by the PS5 system architect, Mark Cerny. The patent was titled, the Backward Compatibility Through Use of Spoofed Clock and Fine-Grain Frequency Control could suggest that Sony is working on bringing, back, uh, bringing further backwards compatibility to the PS5. Social media has already begun speculating that this patent can mean that Sony has solved at least one of the problems when bringing older PS3 titles to the next generation console. If true, this would mean Sony has even more of a catalog to play with after reports that the PlayStation is working on the Xbox Game Pass competitor. This new service, codenamed Spartacus, will reportedly allow PlayStation owners to pay a monthly fee for access access to a library of games, much the same as Microsoft's uh, current Xbox Game Pass service. Of course, it's likely to include both modern and older games, which may mean backwards compatibility has become more of a priority for Sony in recent months. Sony! Backwards compatibility is always a high priority. Please. The new Sony version of Game Pass is said to be split into three tiers, and this is where they... i This is baffling to me. And not because I don't understand it, but because it makes no sense. The first tier includes the same... Benefits is PlayStation Plus, which is required for online gaming and comes with a fr- variety of free games each month. The second tier offers access to the gaming catalog in the same way as Game Pass, while a third tier will include extended demos, game streaming, and access to a larger library that includes PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. The Sony has yet to confirm this new service, however. Um, uh, Sony, if you're going to do a Game Pass, one Game Pass, and it includes everything. You can't half-ass it. You can't do this. You can't... This is something that Nintendo would be doing, if, which Nintendo might probably would do. On the other hand, you know, um, PSP games, that's interesting. Because there are some games that never were released on PlayStation that are remain PSP-only games. Yeah, um... I don't know. I agree with you on the fact that
1: this tear the, the tier thing sounds stupid. When I originally heard about this, it sounded like the Sony wanted to do something in which they would they would not only do video games and uh, Playstation games, but also add the Sony like movie library to it, which that would that would've been nice. Um I would have probably paid extra to to have
0: Spider Man to have
1: <laughs> to have regular access to just all of
2: Sony's film library. Spider Man, um... Yeah, I wouldn't mind having. I wouldn't mind having the uh, PlayStation. All the mm. games that are on the PlayStation Three store be merged mm. over to their current store. That way, you can, you know, access all the games. Well,
0: that's just it. You know, um, they added a price to some of these games, which indicates maybe they will allow people to buy them. Yeah. yeah that's- I mean, there's the uh, why not? Because if you're gonna offer game, uh, if you're gonna offer a, uh, a Game Pass sort of system, you don't have to worry about pricing them because people will just say, well, if I have it on Game Pass, I'm not gonna pay for it until I need to. Um, it reminds uh. me of I can't remember his name talking about how Game Pass system was not financially logical to Sony's eyes, and that was until they saw all the gobs of money that Microsoft was making. Sort of the same thing with Steam. It's sort of like, Sony, we're not going to put our games on PC. We want it to be PlayStation console exclusives. And then all of a sudden they see all the money that people are making off Steam and they say, oh, by the way, God of War on Steam. By the way, yes. uh, there's been some problems with God of War on on PC, I think, for a higher end user, even, even with higher end users, but it's a minor thing
1: yeah like a lot of my stickler colleagues that have been are that absolutely trashed things like horizon zero dawn when they first came out have' been pretty impressed with how uh, God of War has played out so far and I mean like they're the type of people that if they that if it sucked they would tell they would tell me all about it yeah I but mean, um
0: having a what's it called they really did a, a some a job with God of War because they upgraded it to you know what a PC can do, and it is really good. It is up there with uh, with Hellblade.
1: Yeah it uh, it uh, it brought on the conversation. Do we need 4K nipples? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh dear. <laughs>
1: the
0: answer is yes, by the way. <laughs> I don't care. I'm still waiting for State of Decay 3, damn it. That's but uh, Here's the thing, all these games that people are talking about coming out, I feel like I'm one of five people who really 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 are looking forward to State of Decay 3 and can't wait for that to come out.
1: The Zombie Deers.
0: Yeah, actually, here's the thing, the way State of Decay plays, it's basically Grand Theft Auto Zombie edition.
1: Mhm. It does look that way. But uh Yeah. But I I think Nintendo does need to get onto the
0: they need yeah to get they're onto the even the more offices. than Sony I mean yeah Sony it's Sony it's nice if they have a game Nintendo I already said this I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago Nintendo needs to drop the hammer on on their own version of Game Pass and just go all in like uh, Game Pass you have access to every single NES game ever made.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that's what their virtual console is, pretty much. You know, they've been slowly adding games to it. They added the N64 recently, and they'll probably just keep adding to those libraries slowly over time.
0: They added to it shitty. <laughs> the N64 not, games, they might as well bother not have done, doing and Just giving the work to people, the, the real Nintendo fans who made perfect emulations of those games. They'd
1: rather see those people.
0: They'd rather sue them, yeah. Um, but,
1: I mean, yeah. But, like, the, the thing that I was gonna thinking is that Sony needs to at least get to the starting block with whatever this program is because they've been waiting way too long to get started with it.
0: And here's the thing. Uh, what, the other thing that really helped Mic- Microsoft is that with the pandemic going on, people can get Xbox Series Xs, but they could get Game Pass,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And that's the other thing. Uh, Sony needs smart forward. They're not going to do it, but they need it because all these people are buying PS4s, PS4s. Yeah. What happens when they have to buy a PS5 now? You know, Oh, you have to, people are going to be reluctant to buy games on the PlayStation four because they're waiting for the PlayStation five and they know they have to pay money to buy the same game over again. They need to institute smart delivery, (laughs) but they're not going to. Because they missed the entire point. Although, here's the thing. If they do a Game Pass, they have to do that, I think, because how else are they going to do this? I mean, you have Game Pass. Are they going to have a, their, the Spartacus for PS4 and Spartacus for PS5? You can't do that. It has to be one one big system. So hopefully this mm-hmm. means, yeah, smart, uh, smart delivery. Yeah. And the other thing is that, People are starting to push back on having to spend seventy dollars for games even harder now because of Game Pass. You know they can't just force, or oh, you can buy this for seventy dollars. No, just we have a Game Pass. You know we have fifteen dollars a month uh, subscription. We don't want to pay for it now. We we're you know, it's changing the way people are buying games. They're they're not satisfied with seventy dollar games. And here's the thing. All these seventy-dollar games are all the ones that have all these, um, you know, the Madden Ultimate Teams and the other DLC, uh, microtransactions and and loot boxes and all that. These are the games that don't need uh, that don't need it because they're charging people seventy dollars. Well, if I buy a, a Disco Elysium on the Xbox, it only costs fifty bucks because it's a single-player game. Right.
1: We'll see what happens. Like. if it- they keep talking about it. I want them to just freaking do it already. Announce something. Stop dancing around it. And I, I don't know like what they need to put together for that. Maybe they're waiting until they're end of the more end of the catalog of PS5 to be able to offer something there as well, but like it's
0: taking way too long. Maybe they want to announce something in June. You know, for E3. I don't know. But here's the Maybe. thing. If they if they if they do release it, I want them to keep the name Spartacus. Call it the PlayStation Spartacus Pass, <laughs> and then everybody who's on it can say, "I am Spartacus." Oh my god, the
1: ads would be so cringe.
0: <laughs> but that's the well, yeah. Sony's not. <laughs> Sony's no stranger to cringe-worthy ads. Trust me. Cue <laughs> up the crying baby. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> oh god. Oh, that issue of Core with a girl peeing on the cover. Ew. That, ha- that that actually happened, folks. That actually happened. Although it's not as bad as the God of War 2 party, you know, in which they carried around a dead goat. A decapitated goat, no less. Double you. On the other hand, at least you could say, well, you know, they're going to eat it later. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the goat died of old age and they cut off its head afterwards. We don't know. But they still had a goat carcass. <laughs> we can laugh <laughs> oh you know i remember when i was at the e3 and there are these protesters these hyper-religious protesters and i immediately yeah, these these are actors these are actors i don't know i don't know why they're and they were specifically what's it called doing these signs against ea i don't think ea has a new game that's out and you know it's like, yeah it turned out to be dante's inferno or whatever that dante's inferno game was i forgot that was it called dante's inferno it was just called dante's inferno and it was there was a. It was, And I knew immediately that it was fake. <laughs> Anyways, let's all bow our heads for E3 and hope they can get their heads out of their ass. <laughs> Anyways, um, any final notes about Sony's uh, Spartacus?
1: I hope it happens, and I hope it's as good as... Or I hope it's at least comparable.
0: Yeah, see, the main problem with... Uh, is that they're not going to have the same interactivity with the PC as well. Because the strength of Microsoft's thing is that you get it on... Xbox, you get it on PC, and then you can, you know, you can do all those things between PC and Xbox and all that stuff. There's that interconnectedness, and, um, you know, like, you know how serious Microsoft is when they release Halo Infinite free on Steam, you know, the mm-hmm. end game. And they release the Halo, you know, they release all their games on Steam now. Like I said before, it could be that that's their way of proving, well, we're not a monopoly. But on the other hand, there's a lot of people who don't like the Microsoft Store, and you know, just want to play, get everything on Steam, you know. And I can't blame them. Steam is great in, ter- in that in ca- that kind of thing, you know. You have all your games in one place for the most part. So uh, Sony is putting their games on Steam, and I'd like to see what the sales for God of War are. That that has to be high. Uh,
1: yeah, like if if. If the enthusiasm that has come out for it is any indication of sales, which I don't know if it is, but they have gotten people's attention, and people are pretty happy with it so far.
0: Anyways, uh, look for our show notes at GamingPodcast.net, along with the industry news and our gaming history articles. We enjoy your feedback, so leave us comments at our blog at GamingPodcast.net. Also, hit us up at Facebook.com slash GamingPodcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us on iTunes comments. You can find me on Twitter at Jonah Falcon. You can
1: find me at Johnny
0: Chugs. You find me at Trevor Moore. And uh, we will see you next week. gaming, everyone. Have
1: fun. Be cool. Play games, y'all.
0: Too bad we can't fast forward to September 2023 to see how all this, you know, shuffles out. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see if uh, Bobby Kotick is mucking out the toilets at this time next year.